Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast in day 124 in our journey through the Bible. Let's get started. Once again, welcome back friends. I hope that you are enjoying your time and your study through the Word of God. It's kind of been a little bit of everywhere, it feels like, in our Bible reading at this time. We we went so many weeks where we're basically reading through a book to now when we get into the Kings, when we get into First and Second Samuel, now we're bouncing, aren't we? We're covering some of First Chronicles. We're covering a lot of Psalms. One day, yeah, I got on there to see what the reading was for the day, and it was one short psalm, Psalm like 133, talking about how brethren dwelling together in unity, and that was it. And so our, our reading has gotten a little bit more, um, has brought about a little bit more change, and I hope that you are sticking with it. So today's podcast, I had been kind of in the habit of kind of giving the background of a book and talking about a section but we are bouncing around so much and in so many psalms, it's kind of difficult to do that. So I've kind of thinking through this. But a couple subjects that I want to just quickly touch on today in today's podcast. I hope that you are doing well, as I said at the beginning. really hope that you're still enjoying your time studying through the Bible. I'd love to hear from you. If you are, maybe, and can I say this, you're going to have some of those. I was thinking as I got up here and I looked outside and there's actually some sun out. It's not warm, but there's some sun I was thinking about there's those dog days of summer, they call it. And sometimes there may be those dog days of your devotions where you're like, boy, I'm getting through it. I'm sticking with it, but I'm struggling a little bit. And I would encourage you, stick with it. Find something to change it up. Uh, for me, here's what I've been telling myself. I've been found myself in the habit of listening to my Bible reading. Uh, my Bible, It's funny you say that, listening to my Bible reading. But listening on the audio app to the Bible and I've found lately my attention span has been a little off. So I'm like, I need to stop. I need to get back to just reading it and get back in a rhythm. And and so sometimes you got to make those adjustments. And so let me give you that little bit of encouragement as we go. But a few things have happened in our study. And uh, David has now become king. And I wasn't going to start to this one a second. But since I just said that, it just came out of my mouth. Let me start there. David has now become king. And he was anointed back in for Samuel in probably, it's been maybe, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's probably been, we don't know exactly, but you know, 13 years or so since he was anointed king. Could be a little bit longer than that. Could be up to 16, 17 years since he was anointed by Samuel to be king. Became Saul's armor bearer. He, he killed Goliath. A lot of big things happening. But David had to wait. He he hadn't become king. And even now, when we see that he became king, at least at first, he became king over Hebron, but he wasn't king over necessarily all of Israel. So there's a big lesson here on waiting. And isn't that what God does in our life so often? He has us wait. And what I've found in the seasons of waiting, that I'm not very patient preached a message a few years ago at our church here about God's waiting room and how sometimes God puts us in a waiting room and there's lessons to learn. I should have dug that up before I uh, went on live here to record, but there's sometimes that God puts us in that waiting room and it's in the seasons of waiting 
that God teaches us a lot of lessons. I, I remember back in uh, December of 2016, I was at a conference, ironically here in Indiana, ironically here in Martinsville, if you know what I mean by ironically, but I was at a conference and Rick Flanders was speaking. And I've met Rick Flanders a few times. I had gotten to know him at a revival meeting when I was a pastor up in up in uh, Michigan, or assistant pastor. And Rick Flanders, if you do not know him, is a is a godly man. He, he he loves the history of revival. He loves he's an evangelist. His health is getting worse since he got COVID, but he loves the subject of revival. Wrote a great little book called Back to Normal. I highly recommend if you like to read books uh, about revival and what it is. But I was I was three thoughts, and I can only remember two right now, had been weighing on my mind. Three subjects have been weighing on my mind. One of them was on humility. And I had been studying through the thought, the subject of humility. By the way, and I don't want to go back into the backdrop of this, but these two things that I'm going to mention were huge for what was going to take place in my life later that month in December 26th, my whole life, 2016. My whole life was going to change. I didn't know that. But I was sitting there in the early weeks of December talking to Rick Flanders and I asked him about the subject of humility, and we were just discussing it back and forth a little bit. And then I mentioned the subject of waiting, waiting on God. And the the subject of waiting on God, and he, he kind of went into it, shared a few psalms that uh, were great. But we were just discussing that it's sometimes in those waiting periods that God grows our faith. Because you 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 don't know what's going to come, so there's fear. And you're looking back on what God has done in the past, so there's some faith. And you're eager to move forward, so there's like the temptation to be impatient. But you understand God's working, and a lot of people don't make it out of the waiting room. They give in, they go in their own strength, and there's something about waiting. All of that to say, David had to wait to become king. But there were a lot of lessons that he learned in the waiting that I think made him a man after God's own heart. And so there's a lot of, we could just go back. And if you've been reading through this chronology, I know some of you are only listening on the podcast, but if you kind of go back, you think about some of the lessons as David is running and David's in a cave. And all of these lessons though are going to make David not only a better king, but most of all, a better man and a better man of faith. And so one subject I've been thinking about as I'm reading this again is the subject of waiting. David was a man who had been waiting, but he's starting to come to pass what he had believed. And that's difficult, extremely difficult, because imagine the expectations as David sat there and the prophet anointed his head with oil and said, you will be the next king. You set a bar, you set an expectation, and it's not met. And it's not met for some 13 years later. It's easy to, when your expectations are not met, that's the classic definition of bitterness. It's easy to get angry, it's easy to get bitter, and he could have towards God, but instead, he grew. Now, he had some difficult times. There's no doubt about that. You read some of his Psalms, he faced some difficult times, but he trusted God. The other lesson that I was thinking about as we've read through this last week is Saul has died. Saul died in battle, just like it was said that he would. And it kind of brings an end to Saul in the Bible. I know he's mentioned some other places, but it brings an end to his reign and his, in a sense, 
ministry, his legacy, his testimony. And it's a mixed bag, isn't it? When you think of Saul, because ironically, I just said the word humility, but early on, Saul was so humble, and then he became lifted up with pride. Early on, he was so obedient, and then he was disobedient. And such a change came in his life as he gained power. I think I touched on that a few weeks ago as well, but but we brought an end to Saul in our chronological study through the Bible. We get to see him as the first king of Israel. But he was his life was somewhat disappointing. And in Bible college it's always great to debate whether Saul was what we modern day call a Christian, was he a believer in God or not? And some go to the pro- the text where it says he was prophesying among the prophets and they say that's a clear sign that he was and there's others that say he wasn't. I guess we'll see when we get to heaven one day. But it's he he just strikes me as a man that didn't reach the potential that he had that he could have had and the promise that he had he just didn't fulfill it all because of his disobedience and all because of his pride and we've got to be mindful of that as well we've got to be mindful of obeying god and becoming lifted up with pride and then we read some of the Psalms. I love the Psalms that David writes. It, it it's just he writes from his from his heart. And um, I guess I'll say this because who knows how many people actually listen to this? I mean, I mean, I can look online a little bit, but you know, you notice I haven't been writing as much. Uh, I haven't written like last three weeks on our newsletter and this, and I want to pick back up. Matter of fact, I love writing. But a couple things. Number one, writing takes time. Like you got, I, I liked, I'm a big thinker. I think through way too much. I am very emotional, though I try to hide some of it. And I'm a big thinker. And it takes me a lot of time to write, to think. And then it also, a lot of it is by, is comes from emotion. And so two things are running into. Number one, with four kids running around everything, I don't have a lot of time to write and just stop and just think and not be distracted. And number two, I don't like writing from the emotion because it's just not a good time to do that. And so I am so careful when I write to not say certain things or say this or say that. And I'm just like, what am I doing? So I haven't been writing as much, but David, who cares about me? But David wrote from his heart and he just poured it out to to God. And sometimes it wasn't... um, and sometimes it was in frustration. Sometimes it was in discouragement. And God put it in the scripture. You know, sometimes it's okay to pour out your heart and it's hurting. And it's and it's going through difficult times. But other times David wrote from a heart of just rejoicing. And I was thinking about in Psalm 106 and Psalm 107 that we would have read today because I'm recording this on Wednesday. But yesterday, if you're listening to this when it's given. And there's a phrase that David used a few times. He, he, he was a historian. If you just notice that he can he can go back and explain everything in Israel's history. He was a historian, but but then there was this little phrase. He just said this. He said, "Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men." Hey, David, you've been running. David, you you were told you're going to be king. You've been king for 13 years. David, life's been kind of difficult for you. But he says, "I just wish everybody could spend more time praising God." Wish people could understand the wonderful works that God has done on our behalf. 
What a great lesson. What a great lesson for us to at times uh, put aside the the all of the distractions and the chaos and the terribleness that's in our world and society. <clears throat> Excuse me. And just think about the goodness of God. He's got us to where we are today. We're here. We've made it. We've all been through some trials. We've been through some terrible, uh, terrible situations. But we're here. And God's been good. And even if you say, well, yeah, if God was good, I wouldn't be going through anything. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's true. We just studied in Romans chapter number 5 that tribulations develop the character, our character and who we are. Boy, I was listening to a podcast the other day. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember who said this. I wish I did. And now that I said it, yeah, I, I think it actually it may have been Eric Getch. Actually, it wasn't a podcast. It was Eric Getch. He was preaching at our church. And he said something to this effect. He said, those who go through the trials often grow, and I'm 100% paraphrasing this, but he said they, they, they grow faster or they reach levels. I don't want to say levels because I almost think there's levels of Christianity. But the idea was this. You're going to grow faster and mature more and be better off by going through the trials than if you had nothing ever to face. And it's true. It's like if you lifted weights and you put no resistance, there's no weight. You're not going to gain as much as someone that's constantly increasing the bars on the on on that on that bench press. You're not going to it's just not going to you got to have some resistance and in life we go through trials. And David did, but as he writes this psalm, going through Israel's history, he says, "Oh that men would praise the Lord for his goodness." for his wonderful works to the children of men. And I hope that's you. I hope that this day finds you, whether in the good times or in difficult times, that you would just take a second and just praise God and think about, maybe write down in a journal, his wonderful works to you because God truly has been good. If nothing else, if you'd say in maybe the hardness and bitterness of your heart, you know what, my life has been miserable and terrible from day one until today listening to this podcast. It has been terrible. God has failed me. If you're saved, at least better days are ahead. If all it is, and I don't believe this to be true, all you have is your salvation, then you have a lot to be thankful for. Because when you take your last breath on this miserable earth, You'll spend eternity in the presence of God without sin, without sinners, without thorns in your flesh that are constantly being a problem. You'll have all of eternity. Reunited with loved ones, it's going to be a wonderful day. So let's take some time. Praise God today for his wonderful works. I hope that this podcast finds you in a spirit of praise. Join us back on Sunday. We're getting into my favorite chapter, Romans chapter 6. We're going to take two weeks on Romans chapter 6. It's such a great chapter. Romans chapter 6 is all about the Christian life. It's all about here is how you live the Christian life. And here's a sneak peek. It's not in your own strength. It's in the grace of God. And we're going to spend two weeks in Romans 6. Wonderful chapter. Chapter 7. Wonderful chapter. Chapter 8. Wonderful chapter. So tune in on Sundays. Those are different than me just personally talking on a microphone to you. This is That's me teaching a class, but then we post it on there. Hoping to be encouragement to you. Don't give up on the uh, on the writing. 
I'll get back to it at some point. I'm sure I will. Probably going to get rid of the website though at some point. And I've started Substack. It's just free. There's no point in me uh, paying for a website if I'm not going to be using it as much. So at some point when that runs out, um, I've already transferred all of you that follow it into Substack. You don't even know it. And uh, I may test that out at some point. We'll see down the road and keep that option of writing open. But uh, appreciate you guys following along on the podcast. And thank you for your kind words that you send. And I, I just pray that this year, if you're just sticking with the reading, those of you that are, and I hope that it's that you're just enjoying the Bible and learning about God because he's a, he's amazing and he loves you. Have a great week.